Sock Radio, radio, radio. So we have, uh, we're back again with uh, the lovely Colin. Cub. Or Cub. Yeah. The Cub, Cub. And uh, and the very mysterious... No, Nava. Nava. Oh, yeah, 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 right. Burnt match pony. What? What? I'll never say that when you get this stuff Nava. Anyway, so, hey, we hope you've enjoyed the last few episodes. Obviously, we want you to uh, tune in every second week when we release these to, you know, kind of get in touch with some of the different topics we're going to address. Also, we really want to encourage you, jump on the Facebook page with Society Facebook page, right? And on that, you'll be able to chuck in some notes for KSOC. Hey, hey, what do you want us to talk about? We want to address any any topic. We want to try and do our best to, to cover it and talk about it. But, and oh, oh, and yeah. on Twitter, too, you can also hashtag KSOC Radio, and we will check those out with any questions or comments. Really? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Huh. Oh, technology. Do that. That's technology cute. crazy. So anyway, so we, we want you uh, to put that out there. So hey, we're starting on another topic today. Obviously, you've enjoyed um, our relationships one. We did talk about even um, alcohol. That's one of the topics that someone asked us to talk about. We hope yeah. you enjoyed that. Uh, and this one, we're going to be talking about evangelism. Woo! Really? Oh, I'm excited. Can we get more excited than that? Office pop. So anyway, so we're okay. we're going to talk about evangelism, <laughs> which is really, uh, really, you know, one of the main focuses of our church, also of our young adult community. So we figure, let's talk about it. Let's try and um, dispel the myths. Let's try and help people overcome maybe their fear or misperception thereof uh, for evangelism. So. Let, let's go there, guys. Let's Obviously, it. It, it's it's part of who we are as a young adult community. Mm-hmm. People who are listening may be part of our young adult community, or maybe listeners from around the globe. Oh, hello! True story, right? It's true. And so uh, we uh, we want to kind of help you, and even talk about what we've been doing as a young adult community, but also what uh, answering the questions that people have asked about evangelism. But again, I've heard. Uh, throughout the years, people ask so many questions about how to do it, why to do it, etc. So let's let's go there. First question: Why? Why evangelize, Colin? Well, we certainly want to see the church grow. We want we want people to be meeting Jesus, mm-hmm. and the way to do that is by evangelizing. Interesting. It is. We sure do. Yep. Any other whys, Kaylee? Oh wow, we're at me now. Um. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I think that uh, the church is stronger as a whole, and I think once we've, oh, where am I trying to go with this here? Um, when we're all on the same page, when we are all excited about Jesus, we're a stronger front, I guess is kind of what I'm saying, you know? Yeah. And it's like, get more people on board, have a stronger front. You know what I mean? Right. Like, go out. Really? And battle. Go for it. Yeah, I actually think, the funny thing as well is that with evangelism, um, to to follow Jesus is evangelism. Yeah. You can't separate. So some people have this thing, oh, I follow Jesus, I just don't tell many people about him, or I don't evangelize, if you want to use that word. Uh, but but the Bible's pretty clear that, hey, when you become my disciples, it says in Matthew 28, that you actually become my witnesses. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so it, to, to follow Christ is to be an evangelist. Right. To follow Christ is to invite people to church. To follow Christ is. So the why behind it is, is well, why? Because you're a Christian. Like, that's, that's pretty much what it comes simple. down to. Right. If you're a Christian, that's what you do. So we want to, you know, like, even help you listeners out there. Um, what you're going to understand is that part of being Christian, following him, is to tell other people about Christ. And here's the crazy thing, is that um, I've spoken about it before, Philemon or Philemon. Um, it's like a real short book in the Bible. So I encourage you to read it. You could read it, like, in one tiny little setting. But Paul writes to a guy called Philemon who was had a tiny, tiny little um, a house church in 
didn't really see a lot of people coming along, wasn't really reaching people a lot with the message of Christ. Uh, and he writes to him and says, hey, I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith, that you understand the fullness of Christ. So actually to evangelize is actually to get more out of Christ. Mm-hmm. Like when you evangelize, you actually get more satisfaction. Like you remember that first time you invited someone to church? Yeah. And they actually went down the front, like the feeling of it, it's like euphoric. Right. Mm-hmm. Isn't it crazy? Mm-hmm. And 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 it, it's one of those feelings that it's like it's like wasabi. It like hits <laughs> you so hard, but then dissipates. Yeah. Right? So you have to go back again. Mm-hmm. More, I just like wasabi. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I just delicious. felt like sushi as well and some wasabi yeah. together. But it's true. It's like, <laughs> boom, it hits you real strong. You're like, oh my gosh, it's so awesome. Um, and then eventually, you know, you forget that passion uh, for the loss. So we need to keep on doing it. But as we do it, we actually become... Um, more aware, I believe, of Christ's love for us as we bring people. Because it's like, that's what he did. Uh, you know, love is laying down your life for someone else. Right. In other words, hey, I'm actually going to make my life about bringing them to church. Yeah. That's, that's what laying down is. And as you're saying, like, <clears throat> as Christians, we're called to obviously love Jesus and love people. And that's one of the biggest things that we teach. Um, and hopefully if you're evangelizing, you already got number one down by loving Jesus. Uh-huh. And number two is to love people. And I think the ultimate way of loving people is just to let them know the love of God that, you know, that he has for them. Mm. And so it's just kind of like a two-step simple process. It really is. And that's and that what we're trying to do all the time at society is make it as simple as possible. It's two yep. steps. Love Jesus, love people. And, which happened to be like a command in the Bible. Right. What are the two greatest commandments? Love God, love, love people. It wasn't like two great suggestions. Right. It was two commands. So that's that's pretty big. So I guess that, that's, that's part of the why. Also part of the why, man, like if you're out there listening, everybody has a story. Everyone has a story. Like you're sitting here for our listeners, you got Colin Tubb in here. He's got a crazy story. You know, Kelly Grossan, a crazy story. My story, like, so crazy. Oh, my God. It's insane. Oh, my God. So everyone has a crazy story. But once you once you actually hear people's stories, you're like, oh, my gosh. Thank goodness you met Christ. Right, absolutely. Like, that to me, you know, if you're a listener out there as well, obviously you're listening because you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> check, okay. please. Check. Um, but if, if you sharing your story with other people or you ask people to share their story with you it's one of the greatest ways to get motivated to the why behind evangelism because you're like oh wow that's that's what happens when the gospel impacts someone's life man you are that jacked up screwed up messed up and that's what the gospel did for you and so you know i I actually think it's a great way to motivate the why oh definitely you know i mean like hey ask someone hey what what's your story and we don't do that because we kind of think it's too deep a question Mm -hmm. Um, and we get to, oh man, that's so deep. Like, how did you meet Christ? Or it becomes too of a weird, super spiritual question. Yeah. But it actually should be a real beautiful, common question asked in our communities mm-hmm. as, as believers. Hey, dude, how did you meet Christ? Because now when I hear I'm like, wow, flip. I met a guy, I was in England, right? Name drop. I was in England the other week. I Jeez. met a guy who was, um, his name's Stu, and he may listen. Hey, Stu, how are you, buddy? Um, <laughs> you know, his testimony, I'm sitting at lunch with him. I'm like, dude, tell me about how you met Christ. And he's like, well, actually, I was uh, like professional kickboxer, karate man. Eventually, got in- involved in drugs, so I sold drugs and played. You know, did my karate thing. But then, because I was so good at karate, drug dealers asked me to be the collector for <laughs> for them. So I would go and beat people up to get the money that I did drug dealers. So then, eventually, I just became a drug dealer. Oh and goodness. if people crossed me the wrong way, I would beat them up. And then I became like a, a bouncer at a club. And then I would sell drugs and bounce. Mm-hmm. And then during the day, he would go and serve in the community center. Helping mm-hmm. underprivileged kids, and yeah. then at night go and sell drugs. Like hello, <laughs> like crazy contradiction. Right. Uh, and then one, and then one particular day, he got in in a fight with another drug dealer, put the guy in hospital. Oh. Uh, literally, almost almost killed the guy. Like put him in, mentally damaged him. 
is how badly he beat him. Holy cow. Uh, and then was on the run from the police, oh was about to be sentenced for potential, uh, for, for his potential manslaughter, oh. right? He, his his mum's been praying for him, wants him to meet Christ. He, he suddenly uh, gets this, like he's off his face on drugs, comes home, crashes, wakes up in the morning, sees a billboard outside of his window he's never seen that says, come to church. Out, he's never seen the billboard before. <laughs> Goes to church and... Meets Christ so and good. totally rocks his world. Now he's a youth pastor, oh my gosh. and he's and he had to he wrote a letter to the guy who he almost killed. Oh. Uh, wrote a letter to him to apologize, ask for forgiveness, you know, to the family, and you know all this crazy stuff. But now he's a youth pastor, and like to me when I saw him, I'm like, hey, you're just a nice youth pastor, dude. Yeah. But when I hear his story, I'm like, man, flip, how good's God? So crazy. Nice. Another story yeah. in England. You want to hear another one? Oh. Listeners, you want to hear another one? <laughs> I met another yeah. guy, head of one of the biggest gangs in London. One of the head, the head of the biggest gang in London. He's now a youth pastor. When he was a gang member, his mum, who's a Christian, said, hey, I've been praying for you that you come to Christ. Yeah, whatever, mum, shut up. Yeah. And she said, I had a dream last night that five angels protected you and and took care of you. And he's like, well, yeah, mum, thanks, whatever. And then the next day he goes to mm. to uh, be a part of like a gang fight. It wasn't his gang. He was there to be just the mediator between the two gangs. And eventually it turns and they all turn on him. And he has 80 people chasing him throughout a park in the middle of the day in London, wanting to kill him. He couldn't get away. He reached a wall. Suddenly, he's like, I'm not going to jump over the wall. He has to just fight him. So he starts fighting. They get him on the ground. One of the guys pulls out a knife, about to stab him. Out of nowhere, five joggers in white jogger pants. Oh, my goodness. White, you know, white sneakers, white tops, run in between all of the people, 80 people with knives and gang fight craziness. It says, don't touch him. Don't touch. And they lift him up and carry him out to a bus. Put him on a oh bus. And then they disappear. Goosebumps. Disappear. That's and now he's a youth pastor in London, reaching Love people to Christ. It. Like, honestly, when you hear that, you're like, okay. That's so cool. God's big. Yeah, he's huge. Bigger than I give him credit for. And that story, man, that's a why. And there's, Isn't that a and why? there's people who, yeah, absolutely. There's people who don't have such gnarly stories as that, where yeah. they've had these ideal lives, they live these pretty fantastic, nothing's ever really gone wrong, their families are pretty fantastic, and then they meet Jesus. And their testimonies are just as powerful because it's just, it's given them a purpose. Exactly. And so I think about my family, who maybe some of them don't know Jesus yet, where they're living their lives and they're happy, they're great people, you know, yeah. they're living this fantastic life, whatever. Um, but it's just kind of monotonous, and it's just kind of like, okay, yeah. well, you're not really doing much. But it's like if there was just one thing different in their life, just literally one thing, right. their life would be dramatically different. Totally. It would just be Jesus. Yeah, exactly. And your one, you know, your story, even though you might think it's insignificant, it could be thousands of people who've yep. lived that lifestyle. Absolutely. And to them, it's like, oh, my gosh, that was that's me too. Mm-hmm. That's what you were like. I was like that. Doesn't yeah. have to be this crazy drug dealing, mm-hmm. exactly. gang warfare. No, like everybody's powerful. So that that's a big why behind it. So man, I hope you encourage with that. I feel encouraged already. Just me even too. Talking about that. But the next one, I guess, is um, not just the why, but the how. How do I do it? Again, we've made evangelism the most awkward thing <laughs> on the planet. Absolutely. Christians, stop it. Stop making evangelism awkward. <laughs> Seriously, like freaky dude who's on the street yelling at people saying you're going to burn in hell. And you get a turn. Turn or burn, get out is, of there. Like, you are not advancing the kingdom and you're not helping us. Yeah. Mm. The Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. Absolutely. The goodness of God. Doesn't it's not the judgment of God that leads no, it says the goodness of God. It talks about that in Romans. So I guess the how, how how have you found it, Cole? How have you found is a real great way to bring people to church? I think just, just making it I mean being cool about it. Mm. I like I think if you if you what does that mean? What's cool about it? What do you mean? Just uh, be like be be relevant. Mm -hmm. Be um, like when I was in Canada, it it became um, 
fairly easy for us to bring a lot of the guys that we skateboarded with because um, with the relationships we had with them, they knew that it, there was nothing freaky about us. We weren't um, we weren't being weird about things, and and yeah. um, with with the relationships that we built with them, they felt comfortable coming someplace with us. Um, they did, they knew that they weren't stepping into a weird weird situation just because we weren't being weird about it to begin mm-hmm. with. So even a big thing you're saying there is that you've got you're a skater, and you actually just reached out to other people who skated. So there's a like there's a like mindedness there. Exactly. Yeah. Did you find that easy? Oh yeah, it's way or easier. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And it's just kind of part. I don't know. Once you've like fully fallen in love with Jesus, it's like second nature. It's just something that comes out. Colin is actually one of the best inviters. When I'm around him, and we just did dinner last week. Like, just one of my buds came up, and he's all, Hey, dude, you go to church? You should totally come to ours. And I'm like, oh, man, it's just easy. And it's not something that's forced, because the guy's just like, Hey, what do you guys do? And church is what we do. It's, yeah. it's you know, it's how we yeah. live. And so it's just it's just part of who we are. I love and that. And so it's just kind of, it should be our culture to invite, because one day we were invited to church, and it changed our lives. Mm-hmm. Like, why would we not want to do that for somebody else? Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think the big thing, even that we've touched on there, is that you, you don't need to make it, weird or freaky mm-hmm. or flaky like I, you know one of our big cultures here and, and just to remind all our people that are out there is that uh, we've always had the culture in society of, of you're not the saviour but you are the invitation mm-hmm. and so if your job's not to save people don't try and think that's your job because again I think we take that pressure oh man how do yeah. I how do I pray a prayer with them how do I, no, look, don't, don't get caught up in that yet it, it's all good right now God's calling you just to be the invitation and so you know you hear about the story of the Samaritan lady at the well Jesus encounters her. She gets a world rocked, and it says she leaves. Jesus goes back to a town, mm-hmm. and it says, "Hey, come and meet the man who told me everything about my life." And so, in other words, she doesn't sit there and try and explain it all and go into detail. Her, in other words, hey, come to Jesus, come to church, mm-hmm. like come and check it out. And it's as simple as that. These people are like, okay, wow, because you are you seem a little different. I, I'm not totally convinced, and that's exactly what happened. They weren't totally convinced. But they come along and they meet Jesus for themselves. Right. And now they're like, oh my gosh, wow. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, I saw a bit of change in her, but now I saw it for myself. Right. I'm in. Let's yeah. do it. And so being the invitation is a really big thing of, uh, you know, simply inviting people when you're out. Hey, dude, you know, what are you up to on the weekend? People often ask you that question. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, dude, I'm actually going to church. Church? Really? Serious? Yeah, dude, you should come along. Like, check it out. Serious? Oh, okay. Dude. And, and, and it's actually that easy, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. just like, oh, yeah. just, just invite them. What's the worst that could happen? Say no. No. Yeah. Okay, no rush yet. What's the best that could happen? To come to church, get saved, change your life. Seriously. Boom. Exactly. Hashtag Shakira. Like, that is good <laughs> stuff right there. So, as far as um, as the how, are there any other thoughts that you guys have found? Like, that this has really worked, really helped? Well, just just remember, too, if, especially if people are part of our society community, society is awesome. And Pete, nobody's going to come and, and, and think they wasted a night and it wasn't fun because... Worst case scenario, they have an awesome time. Best case scenario, their lives are changed. But yeah. if they come and, and and you know don't necessarily meet Jesus in a new way or anything like that, they still had a good time at a fun event, and and they won't feel like their time was wasted. Right. Totally. Uh, yeah, and I think like once you've invited people, there comes a point when it's like, okay, we get it. You've invited me a million times. Maybe that person's kind of getting over it. So as not to burn any bridges there, keep hanging out with them. Maybe stop inviting them, but just your life is going to keep talking. It's going to keep inviting. Totally. Not necessarily by you saying, hey, you should come to church with me, but being yeah. like, hey, yeah, I went to church this weekend. And they're just yeah. like, oh, wow, you are there a lot. Like, 
with my family, like I said, with my dad. I've invited him a bunch of times. He hates hearing it. He's done hearing it. Yeah, yeah. But he'll just be like, oh, what are you up to? Oh, I'm at church, you know. I'm going yeah, to yeah. church. Sorry, I can't make it to the desert. I'm going to church. I'm going yeah. to church. And he he starts becoming more curious and he starts asking questions yep. as opposed to me being like, hey, dude, keep coming. And a big thing on that as well is that um, a long time ago I heard, heard this comment. I think it was like in a movie. But um, interested people are interesting. Yeah. And so if you're interested in somebody's life as well, you actually become interested. They want to know more about you. So mm-hmm. I think sometimes even Christians, you know, when it comes to evangelism, we've made it so hard because we actually compartmentalize our lives. Oh, that's my church life and this is my work life. And it's like, no, no, like you met Christ. It's, you, you're done. Like you picked up your cross to follow him. There's mm-hmm. no turning back. So now that affects every area of your life. Right. And so as you start to get into people's worlds, and especially for our, our, our Christian folk out there, like, don't just have Christian friends. Absolutely. Don't just be isolated to a place where you only have your little Christian clique and ghetto. Because mm-hmm. really, that, that that's not helping to spread the greatest news that's ever been told. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and get out there and love on people. Again, we, as a community, we're constantly out like, at, at, at bars or restaurants or all these places. Uh, and we're just doing life together. But as we're there, we're just loving on people having a good time and people are so interested in us because we're like asking them questions well hey how was right. your week and how was this and man how many flipping baristas and right. waitresses and waiters and people have I we won. got yeah exactly yeah <laughs> people come in just because we've been at a place being ourselves and people are like man what is it about you because yeah. we're totally out there in the community mm-hmm. so i think that's a really uh, a really big thing i think uh one of the other questions like sometimes to answer a question is not to ask how but also ask like what stops people right. what do you reckon like what do we think you know what stops people from uh from evangelizing well colin was just talking about this the other day were you colin yeah i, I was <laughs> wow I, I think often um people try to protect their reputation and um it's funny and, and i think it's it I, I don't know why necessarily this is but we we want to have a reputation of a christian but then we we try to protect like a cool reputation or something. Right, right. And I think we just have to remember that um, we we don't want our reputation to be, be the thing that stops us from sharing Jesus with people. Yeah. But that we want to have a reputation of sharing Jesus with people. Love yeah. it. Um, and I think yeah, I'm not sure I'm not sure why it is that we don't want to invite people to protect our reputation, but yeah. we we want to seem cool and we we I think we just don't want people to think maybe that we're we're weird Christians. But yeah, yeah. But I think I think we think it's weirder than people being asked things. Exactly, exactly. Oh, totally. Bingo. And I think you know, like you're saying, like we actually have to get a reputation for the church that is, hey, like, dude, it's the church. Like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, it's nothing to be ashamed about. Right. Like, why well, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. It's great people, fun times, like Jesus. Hello. Uh, you know, the Bible talks about it. it. Says, hey, if you light a lamp, you don't put it under a bowl or under a bed. You put it on a light stand to mm-hmm. give light to all people. And so that, and that's talking about our lifestyle, Christ being the light, but us putting him on on display yeah. through everything that we do. Yeah. I think it's being that unashamed of, hey, dude, yeah, totally. I go yeah. to church. You love it, man. You kidding? Right. And again, like Colin was saying earlier, like you bring people to to your church. Like I'm proud of my church. Like I'm proud Absolutely. of what of what we do. Yeah. Proud of our young and old ministry. Yeah. Proud yeah. of our church. Mm-hmm. Like when people come, they're not going to be disappointed. You know what I mean? So that's a big thing. Um, any other things that you think are like a why? Dead silence. I know, right? Uh-oh, worst thing on <laughs> You know, actually, can I talk about the why of um, why I think what stops people from coming to church? I want to hear what you have to say. Really? I do. You know what? Oh, wow. I'm going to say it. 
I'm going to say, watch out. What I actually think it's the fact of Christians who do live a double life. Wow. That's a big... Double That's life. Big, big. It, it, and that is one of the most unattractive, unappealing things to, to like a, a lost, broken world mm-hmm. uh, is the double life Christian, where it's like, I'm a Christian, pump, worship, crazy good on a Sunday or, mm-hmm. or on a Thursday night society or whatever your young adult ministry runs or youth ministry runs, but then on, on the Monday we're totally different people. And it's like, man, what? Like you either are or you aren't. And that's, mm-hmm. I, I would, maybe the heavy-handed way of saying that is lukewarm. Where it's like you're neither hot nor cold, right. which is a pretty big topic in the Bible. It's pretty heavy, but I don't want to go heavy. And There's no condemnation in Christ, listeners. But um, I think it's a big thing that, hey, if we are who we say we are, let's be consistent in that. I actually think consistency is one of the greatest evangelistic tools we have. Oh, absolutely. To be consistent, like consistent in joy, consistent yeah. in belief, consistent in hope, you know, consistent in our kindness, consistent in our friendliness to mm-hmm. people. Like that says, man, why are you always so like that? Yeah. Ever had that comment? Like, dude, why are you always so positive? Right. That's not because I listen to Anthony Robbins all day long. It's because, <laughs> no, I actually have a hope that supersedes the yeah, world. Yeah. You know, it supersedes circumstance. Yep. It actually is. I have a hope that anchors me. Yeah. So I think that's a big thing. And I think that goes beyond um, necessarily people visiting for the first time or, or coming to church for the first time because I was actually talking to somebody recently who, who's come to our church for quite a while, um, but sort of on and off and, and sometimes is at things and sometimes isn't. And he said that that was one thing that, that had bothered him in the past is seeing people that were totally different on the weekend as they were during the week. And he was saying that one thing that made him um, really like coming to society and to C3 is that uh, after he'd visited a few times, he was down um, on like Carlsbad Village and he saw some people from C3 and he said that just by watching them, he could see that they were the same person out on a Friday night as wow. they were at church. Wow. And so that, that was so powerful for him to to uh, you know keep coming and keep getting more plugged in to what was that. going on because he could tell that the people were real about it and he could tell that the people actually had a heart for it and it wasn't like a facade that they put on at, at weekend services. That's really cool. That's, good. That's powerful. That's yeah. powerful. testimony in itself. It's awesome. I think in two... Sorry. No, you go. Cut you off. I think in two very different ways, some people might be terrified that church is going to be boring as heck. Like, they are expecting not as fun. Because I've heard from so many people once they come to our church, oh, I wasn't expecting it to be that great or that fun or that exciting or the yeah. people to be as awesome as they are. Yeah. Or some people on the completely opposite side... They're over spiritual and they're just those people that are like, Jesus, like everywhere they go or like, hey, how's it going? Well, Jesus is great and praise the Lord. And it's like nothing wrong with Jesus. I'm all for him a hundred percent, but I'm not talking about him every other word. Yeah. Um, it's just the way I'm living, the way I am speaking, but not necessarily using Jesus in every other word, but I don't know, on those two separate, you know, the whole Samaritan woman story, right? Jesus doesn't go straight away. Hey. I'm he, I'm the dude, which was the conclusion of the conversation. Mm-hmm. You're looking for the Messiah, I'm he. He actually started with, hey, tell me about yourself. Right. Like that, that to me is like the first step in evangelism. Mm-hmm. Like, again, it's interested in someone else's world. Not like, hey, dude, hey, hey, let me just tell you, shut up. Let me, no, I'm talking, right. adult talking. <laughs> adult speaking. No, he doesn't say that. It actually, like, Jesus is like, hey, like, hey, can I have some water? Is that cool? Mm-hmm. Great. And then this conversation kicks off mm-hmm. that's actually all about her. Yep. Hey, tell me about your life. Tell me about this. Tell me about that. And eventually, it leads to that point. So I think if people are going there, the heavy hand of like, oh. Jesus, it's like, hold on, hold on a sec. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that to the to the perishing that crosses foolishness. So to them, straight away, they're like, oh, if you go straight away with that heavy hand of like right. the Jesus bomb, 
which again, you're not we're not ashamed of Jesus, but if you go in there with that, they're going to be like, oh man, shoot, right? You're just there to push your agenda. Now again, yeah, our agenda is beautiful. We want to see people meet Christ, but Definitely. for them straight away, they see it as another one of the Jesus stick that I'm going to beat you with. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which yeah. is like, no, hey, I, I care about you, and I love that Jesus cared about people who didn't even care back. Yeah. yeah, they didn't even care back. Yeah, he didn't do it like as he wants to see all men saved, no one perish. That's his mm-hmm. purpose. But even the people who like weren't even interested in care, mm-hmm. he still he still not care for him. Mm-hmm. You never hear about Barabbas turning back to Christ. <laughs> he sets him free. You never hear like Barabbas going, you know, hey dude, thank you so much for yeah. taking my place. He doesn't even care. Does it doesn't even, you never read of anything about Barabbas acknowledging mm-hmm. Jesus for what he did. Well, but he still cared and still loved about him. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be a big thing. Hey, I don't yeah. care. if you come to church or not, I'm still going to love you. Yeah. And I think that's one of the big things like that True. wins people to mm-hmm. church and to Christ. It's like, hey, you, you love me unconditionally. Hello, does that sound familiar? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, so that's a big one. So guys, we're, we're going to wrap it up there. I, I think we've we've hit some really cool things. I yeah. think in in summation and summary. Um. You know, why should we do it? Really great way to get stirred on the why is ask someone else their story. Yeah. That'll get you motivated. Get hear the stories of people who have come through hell uh, and met Christ, and that will motivate you again. It shows the reason why people need it. Without that salvation, without that hope, without yeah, that yeah. grace, they'd still be stuck in a mess. The uh, the how to is you know it's easy. Just love people, be the invitation, invite them to church, make it that simple. And be consistent in who you are. Be consistent in loving people mm-hmm. and do that. And you'll find that you do become that light of the world that actually becomes attractive, appealing, and people want to know what you're about because you just you just love them. Then you make them feel like they belong, even though they don't believe yet. You know, I mean, they still yeah. belong. They're still loved on. So that's cool. Hey, there's some good thoughts there. Some real good thoughts. I think that's good. That was like, like just little chunks of goodness <laughs> right there, wasn't it? It was. Absolutely. I felt that. I felt that. I'm probably going to listen to this over and over. I think you would enjoy it. I, I think, think so. I think you would enjoy it too, Kevin. I think I there would. There you go. I think I would. I would. Anyways, guys. Hey, so make sure you um, jump on Facebook or, or hashtag KSOC on Twitter and give us some things that we can talk about. Again, any topic uh, we're, we're gonna, we want to help nail it. So next time you tune in, we're actually going to talk about our cultures. We want to talk about our cultures as society, selfless, united, passionate purpose. We want to break down each one of them and talk about the importance of it. And so a uh, little bit of teaching, a little bit of teaching oh, in there. Wow. Um, and uh, in impartation. But hey, make sure you spread it around, share it around. And again, anything you want us to talk about, we want to talk about it. You're the best, guys. Enjoy your life. That's a good sign off. Enjoy (laughs) Enjoy your your life. life. (laughs) All right, guys. See you soon. Catch you later. Bye. Bye.